0: law enforcement today radio show i'm your host my name is john j wiley in addition to being a radio broadcaster i'm a retired baltimore police sergeant in most episodes of the law enforcement today radio show we'll be joined by special guests we'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers both active and retired their families friends and supporters We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. Thanks for joining us today on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm here solo today. Robert Greenberg, the head CEO, you know who, what's in charge of LawEnforcementToday.com, my normal co-host, is out today. He's a little under the weather. I was going to say he's on assignment. His assignment today is recuperate and feel better. The man definitely burns a candle at both ends. Today, we've got a great show lined up for you got two guests one will be Dr. David Sanfilippo from Blue Line Support it's an offshoot of the wounded officers initiative phenomenal guy they're doing some awesome awesome things to help out injured officers throughout the United States and their families you won't want to miss that also there's a feature length documentary called Fallen that has been filmed, produced, and written, directed by retired police sergeant Thomas Marchese. That film will be screened twice on May 15th at Police Week. And we'll be talking to him as well. I'm going to tell you this. I watched the movie trailer earlier today. The movie trailer itself is powerful and profound. You don't want to miss the interview with retired police sergeant Thomas Marchese. Joining us on the phone, Dr. David Sanfilippo from Blue Line Support Clinical Director. You're located somewhere in Florida, aren't you?
1: Yes, I'm located in Central Florida.
0: All right. Earlier, a couple of weeks ago, we had Detective Pete Hernandez and Jimmy Brown on from Wounded Officers Initiative. And the Wounded Officers Initiative, what a great organization doing awesome things. And from that, you guys have Blue Line Support. Tell us what Blue Line Support does, and then in particular, what your role is.
1: Yes. Well, Blue Line Support is specifically focused on providing support to uh, wounded officers who are having an emotional or mental health issue um, dealing with the factors surrounding their injury. Um, It's divided up into essentially two basic areas. One is um, where a wounded officer or a family member could call into our Blue Line Support line. And from there, they are referred to a peer support officer who is a trained first responder police officer who has had special training in helping to um, assess the wounded officer's complaints and concerns and determine whether or not this wounded officer just needs to be able to talk to someone else who is in the field who has perhaps experienced some of the things that they are experiencing and to provide them with some um, initial support. If that peer review officer feels that there is an individual who may need additional help, more ongoing mental health uh, support, then they would contact uh, me through our clinical support line and I would uh, make a referral for that officer to a mental health professional in their given geographic area who is uh, familiar with working with police officers. And that's a big thing
0: right there because it's so often the case when Officers go to reach out for help and they talk with people in the mental health field and I'm not making this as a criticism about them, but they have no understanding, no concept of what law enforcement is like. They oftentimes might not
1: be as effective. That's true because part of the effect of developing a person and helping a person is to be able to relate to them immediately and to begin to develop that rapport. That's why our peer support officers are so important because they are one of the uh, the wounded officer's ranks. Um, and then when we do refer them, if they do need further uh, support and, and some counseling, we want to refer them to mental health specialists who have familiarity with Uh, police officers so that they don't have to understand what a police officer goes through on a day-to-day basis, but have a firm grasp of the work of a police officer and can really get down to the brass tacks of what this police officer uh, needs as far as their mental health support.
0: And one thing you said that's so, so true, I I found in my own personal experience that no one understands me like other law enforcement people. And even though I can't explain certain situations, they they tend to know already, and if I talk to layperson who's got no concept whatsoever. It's a million questions. I get frustrated. I get angry, and it just—it seems not a fly in the ointment. It seems to be really counterproductive.
1: Exactly. That's why, as I said, we want these uh, mental health therapists to to be familiar with the work of a police officer and not from what they happen to see on television, but that they really have that on-the-ground experience, have worked with other police officers. And it's important uh, because, you know, many, uh, unfortunately, many of the wounded officers that we um, have serviced and are intending to be able to service are are dealing with elements that are are surrounded with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's a big and
0: problem nowadays, it's a, a huge problem.
1: Extremely. Some of the therapists that I've spoken to, they they will tell me immediately, well I've, I've had experience working with veterans. And I, we appreciate that, we understand the, the uh, PTSD that veterans um, of the military have. But a significant difference between a military veteran and a police officer is the fact that most of the post-traumatic stress uh, triggers that this individual initially uh, developed were in a combat or associated type of situation, not in their own community. Whereas our police officers every day They go by the same places. They see the same things. And that's not to, again, I don't want to minimize the veterans who come back and have issues because they they fought in an urban area, and now they're back in an urban area. True. But the police officers, they're seeing it every single day. They go back out on the road. And therefore, we really need to have therapists and support personnel who can address that particular area of triggers.
0: We talked a couple weeks ago. You're not a police officer. You're a veteran. I want to thank you for your service. But you have a law enforcement officer in your family.
1: Yes. My daughter is a police officer. Um, and she works for a good-sized police force. And she is the one who actually introduced me to the wounded officers through Jimmy Brown. Mm, okay. Um, Jimmy Brown spreads over everybody. He has such an influence. Um and Rachel was telling us about the wounded officers, and both my wife and I felt that this was an area, since we are parents of a police officer, and our issues are in some ways different than others, just having a police officer as a, as a family member. We felt we wanted to be a part of this, and because of my education, background, and experience, The the role of working in the clinical director uh, opportunity was there and something we wanted to do, and my wife is using her gifts to to support the Wounded Officers Initiative, too, through through the work she's doing, because to us, it's such an important factor, not only the blue line support, but the other factors that that the Wounded Officers Initiative provide, Mm. support our officers both those who are wounded and those who are not wounded right. but you know th- that they know that there's place out there if they need it not only for them but for their family members also
0: if an officer is active duty retired right now is listening and has someone that they're very concerned about what do you
1: recommend they do the first thing I would recommend is that they call the wounded officers initiative just let let someone there know they will get it. They will route the person to the right individual in order for that individual to um, have an opportunity to speak to a, a peer support officer or myself, um, so that we can direct them to the right place of care.
0: And that would be yeah. equally good advice for anybody who's who's suffering or struggling
1: as well. Yes, anybody related to the police officer. Should feel free to be able to do this. We have a we have a Facebook page for the Wounded Officers Initiative that the individual can can also reach out to, and then we'll take it into a private conversation. We also have a a support a, a Facebook page for the family members of the wounded officer. And I'm glad you,
0: you're not forgetting them because they no. they pay one hell of a price.
1: Yes, yes, the the spouses who. Now are in a situation where they never expected that they were going to have to support someone um, now are in a position where they they have to support this this wounded officer in in her or his uh, recovery um, and their new the new lifestyle that they have to become accustomed to you know they really need to have an opportunity to be able to reach out. We recently had, as, as you may have heard from some of our other folk, uh, our Wounded Officers uh, Weekend, where we bring together wounded officers from around the country, and the, the piece that struck me so much was listening to the various conversations that the uh, spouses and significant others were having with each other in in just saying you know we felt we were all alone we felt we were out here all by ourselves and now through through the efforts of of the members of the wounded officers initiative and specifically you know Pete Hernandez and Jimmy Brown who, who actually started this this whole initiative these family members and these officers don't need to feel alone anymore And, and I think that's the key that we want to make sure with the blue line support is that there is a blue light out there that you can come to, that you can, you can get under the glow and you can have an opportunity to, to, you know, find your path again and know that you're not alone in this journey, that there are other brothers and sisters out there that'll help you get through this process so that you can develop to the new you.
0: That's outstanding. That's huge. I, I know a lot of people, myself included, when I was retired, when I was hurt and I was suddenly separated from the agency, there's a tremendous, tremendous sense of isolation and loss. That can be just devastating when you compound it with other issues. Uh, the isolation, the withdrawal, it can really, literally, for a lot of folks, become
1: life-threatening. Yes, and again, the purpose of Blue Line Support is to be able to throw a lifeline To individuals the wounded officer and or his or her family to um, have a lifeline that they will be able to hold on to and who can guide them through the difficulties that they're in and move them into a place where they will feel better about themselves better about their situation and have a sense of community because I think that's you know we all have a need have some sense of community. There are very few people who can live just as an island on, them, on themselves. But sometimes these officers who have been out in the community, been active, involved not only in their, in their direct vocation, but their, their avocations, the things that they did outside of, the, of being on the job, um, are now just stripped away. And suddenly, where is where's the meaning? And so through Blue Line support uh, and, and the other services that are offered by by uh, the Wounded Officers Initiative, we want to be able to provide this type of support for our wounded officers and their families.
0: Where do people get in more information?
1: Uh, the easiest way I would say is go to our website, which is woundedofficersinitiative.org. Um, and that can give you all of the information that you need. If there's a Person listening to this who feels this is an organization that they'd like to make a donation to. We're always open for donations. We are, you know, we are supported solely, you know, solely by donations. And um, we are seeking to make uh, different changes in laws for first responders. We're looking to continue to grow our blue line support. I can easily say, having come in. After the organization initially started, I can tell you that no one in the organization works for any type of wage. This is at this point in time all all donated service and donated time. And you know the, the men and women I've seen working here, I'm just I, I, I'm amazed at their dedication to their brothers and sisters in law enforcement. It's just it, it's, heartwarming to to see how they rally around each other. Robert
0: Greenberg and I and the rest of the people at law enforcement today are definitely going to get with you about some fundraising efforts because that's always an issue. Uh, when you don't get funding from other outside agencies, it, it's re- totally dependent upon us, people like you and me and other folks out there, law enforcement active retired, family, friends, supporters to make a donation and never discount, you know, the value of a $5 donation. That makes a huge difference a lot of people do it. There are other ways that people can get involved. You mentioned peer support and I noticed on your website you have a peer support application. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, we are looking for police officers who have an interest in working with fellow officers and providing some peer support to be there when the phone rings to be able to render some support to the to the individual mostly emotional and social support as far as you know being there and having somebody that they can talk to and Perhaps debrief them a little bit of, of where they are and have a sense that, hey, I'm not out here all by myself, so they can talk to that person. You know, once that peer support officer is trained in, in identifying cues and issues that, that an officer may d- demonstrate, if they feel that the officer needs additional help, as I said earlier, then they would turn to the clinical director and I would refer them out to the appropriate mental health uh, facility within there or, or counselor. Uh, within their given geographic area.
0: Dr. David Sanfilippo, thank you so very much. The website again is www.woundedofficersinitiative.org. And I want to thank you so much for your service, your time, and please, on behalf of everybody here at Law Enforcement Today, all of our listeners, please tell uh, everybody that's associated with Wounded Officers Initiative and Blue Line Support, we said thank you so very much.
1: I, I appreciate it. And, you know, if I could just add something. Sure. In. Uh, not only are donations important, but getting the word out about Wounded Officers Initiative and what it's there and that it's here to, to help our wounded officers. Because our founder, Pete Hernandez, when I asked him, I said, so what made you, what, what made you um, begin to move this organization forward? And he said, well, I went to a function up in Washington, D.C. Uh, for Police Week, and all of the discussion up there was about uh, the, the officers who had fallen. And, yes, that's so important to, to recognize these officers that are fallen. But what he realized is that the officers who are injured, who fell, and were able to get up again in a different way were forgotten in many cases. And that we, you know, it, it doesn't take much to watch, watch the news accounts and you hear about, you know, various people who, who are injured or, or killed in, in the line of duty. And yet they usually just continue to report about the number of losses of lives, not these poor guys and, and women who are wounded and are forgotten. And we don't want these people to be forgotten. No, you know, absolutely. They should never be that, forgotten. That's the big message, I think, is, is let's not forget our officers who gave it all and yet survived and have to survive in this new reality that they have.
0: Again, thank you so very much. Everyone listening right now, please pass the word. Tell Other law enforcement officers you know, active, retired, family, friends, supporters, about Wounded Officer Initiative. That's WoundedOfficerInitiative.org. Dr. David Sanfilippo, thanks so very much.
1: Thank you very much, and thank you for the work you're doing for us and for all of the police officers.
0: Joining us on the phone from Central California, retired police sergeant Thomas Marchese. Tom, did I call you Tom?
2: Yeah, Tom's good.
0: How are you today, man?
2: I'm great, man. Uh, how, how are
0: you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, and Robert Greenberg, CEO and head, you know who in charge, says in regards, he's not feeling well today. So it's just you and me. We're talking about this phenomenal film you've done called, is it called Just the Fallen or Fallen? It's
2: just called Fallen, oh, the, the the website's fallenproject.com, dot com, but the movie itself is is just called Fallen.
0: Before we go into details about it, I watched the trailer today for folks who don't know what I'm talking about. That's you know like a teaser or commercial for a movie, and I, I'm telling you, the trailer alone hit me like a, a punch right to the solar plexus. It was very profound, very powerful, and I'm I'm sure this film, which is a a feature length documentary, is going to be at least. Uh, as powerful if not more
2: yeah it's pretty it's it's pretty heavy it's not light viewing that's for sure but yeah the the trailer is actually a really good representation of uh of what to expect in in the movie uh it just goes wider and deeper and so mission accomplished i'm i'm glad to hear that it
1: it did
0: and and it did and it left me speechless for a while because you know anybody that's worked in law enforcement whether it be Someone in their agency, someone they knew personally, or someone in an agency nearby, we have encountered deaths, line of duty deaths, and uh, also you know people getting severely injured. And it's hard not to have an emotional response for those of us who have been in the field. Because for me, it brings back so many emotional memories of all the different funerals I went to. Part of the purpose of your film is for us in law enforcement. Also, it's for those who aren't, correct?
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely twofold. I mean, the idea was, you know, first to memorialize and the sacrifices of of our brothers and sisters, and and as cliches, that's that sounds, it's 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 absolutely true. And then secondly, to educate the public, you know, to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and show them that we're just people doing this job. We're not robots, you know, because that's a lot of times that's the that's the perception is that we're just. You know uniform stormtroopers with uh without a soul yeah without a soul
0: without emotions without uh, feelings without uh, cares or worries or any of that stuff but we do i have them still very much so
2: yeah no exactly yeah it never leaves you i mean i mean never ever so i mean i'm still you know i'm a couple years into retirement and i'm still adjusting like daily it's a you know
0: I'm glad you brought that up. When I retired, I I was hurt and retired very suddenly and was um, quite a loss. You know, all of a sudden, everything I'd known for so long was just all of a sudden gone. And uh, it just, it is a huge adjustment, but you've taken another approach. You're not one who's sitting back on your rocker, rocking chair on the porch, drinking a cold beer and just, you know lamenting the woes of the world you're actually doing something very very positive tell us about the project the fallen how long has it taken to you to put this together
2: five years in the making of running around it's interesting uh I, people hear about what happened to me and then they think that that inspired me to make the film but it actually it, it didn't i actually uh six seven years back ago we had um uh, uh, Oakland PD had four officers shot and killed in the same incident in one day. I'm sure you know. You I know do that, remember that. And yes, years, and, and that really sparked me. um, Sparked the idea that I, I wanted. I was already getting. I was. I was an, an active cop, but I was getting into filmmaking. I knew I wanted to make a documentary, and I thought, man, I'm going to make a documentary on that. And uh, it, it was just too fresh. It was. The, it was hard to kind of. Um, you know, I approached Oakland PD and, but it was literally like a week or two after it had happened. It was just too fresh. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do this nationally. And, and then that's where the the idea for the film just grew and grew and grew. And I ended up pff, over five years going all over the, the country, um, to shoot this movie. And then, um, three years into making the movie, I had flown to Texas to shoot another movie for a couple weeks, took some vacation. I came back and I was back on duty one day and, uh, Interrupted a in progress double homicide and I got stabbed multiple times and um yeah almost died and uh, my you know my wife is a, a fire uh, engineer EMT and she actually uh, got dispatched to the call
0: oh my uh, god
2: lo- loaded me on a helicopter believe that
0: oh my god how, how was she yeah doing?
2: she had a worse day than me she's 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 good but you know it's it's it messed her up she had you know 16 years on the job but you you covered in your husband's blood and you load him on a helicopter, That's going to slow you down a little bit. So she's, uh, she's probably getting close to being done too.
0: Yeah. Well, tell her I said, thank you for her service as well. There's it, no words. You know, again, this is one of those topics that when you talk to a, a retired officer or someone who has been severely injured in a violent attack, even though I've been through it, I have plenty of friends who've been through it and coworkers in Baltimore peace department. I still don't know what to say.
2: Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's strange that way that, it's it, it's really uncomfortable. There's actually a widow in uh, that I become really close to. It's actually in the film that talks about how um, it's funny because when she she meets people on the street, um, she ends up uh, comforting them.
0: I, like, I knew you're going to say that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, she, uh, her husband was killed. He he was one of the Lakewood Four the officers that, in Washington that were killed in the, the coffee shop. So the super high profile incident. And so she's been on the news a lot and stuff, and and people recognize her, and she just says it's like, yeah, she just ends up comforting them, and it's awkward, and God, it's yeah, it's a it's a strange. It is thing, so
0: right. difficult, and you know, I, I went through this with a, a friend who was killed in the line of duty in Baltimore, and even though I transferred to another district, when I heard about it, I went to his house and I was there with his wife, and and I just wanted to be there and didn't know what to say. We had yeah. protocols of what to do, you know, departmentally, but sure. as far as on a personal level, no idea what to say, what to do, how to act. And then still, in a lot of ways, I still feel the same way.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and then uh, what happens a lot of times is that for that reason, people are, are they feel awkward about it, so they don't contact the family right. at all or, the, or an injured officer at all. And then so the, the, either the family the fallen officer or the injured officer they feel alienated and yeah it's a really tough situation but the it's, worst thing you do is common. just
0: isolate them just go just be there be yeah. a friend and say hey i don't know what to say but i'm here
2: yeah exactly exactly yeah that's 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 great advice just be you know forthcoming about the fact that you just you don't know what to say let's but, talk about but, the
0: film it is a feature-length documentary it's being correct. narrated by michael chiklis uh he was from what television show was that the Shield. The Shield. And he, he's Dick a Max. award-winning actor. In Hollywood, they use words, it's like not a B film. This is no, all no, it's, top it's, A-level film.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's industry quality. Yeah, like like studio quality film.
0: And you are the yeah. filmmaker. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You're a retired police sergeant and a filmmaker, movie maker.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's what I do for a living now. But... Yeah, I was actually uh, I had been making I had been kind of dipping my toe in in uh, filmmaking for a couple of years prior to my incident, and uh, like I said, I, I had gotten done producing a, a movie in at, in Texas uh, for a couple of weeks, and I got back to work, and then my you know my incident happened right after that. So yeah, I'm just lucky. I, I have great contacts, and I have my producing partners are amazing. And um, I've just been lucky to kind of make the transition, Um, you know, thank goodness, because, you know, a lot of cops, like you're saying, they 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 uh, they don't have the job anymore. And it it really defined them and they don't just lost. And I'm really, really thankful to have, you know, another direction and somewhere else. So you probably get the
0: comments that I get They go, oh, they're like you were a cop and now you're a radio DJ and I'm doing oh, podcasts yeah. as well. And they like, like they think it's the weirdest thing in the world. So we go, yeah. Oh, you were a cop and now you're a filmmaker. How does that happen? Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. And it's funny because when I was a cop and I was telling people I was making a movie, they're like, yeah, okay. And then they would <laughs> see some footage and they'd be like, that looks like a movie. And I'm like, well, I'm not running around the country with my iPhone, like doing interviews with people. Uh-huh. So uh, I was just kind of funny.
0: Tell us about Fallen. How do people uh, get more information about it?
2: Well, the website's fallenproject.com. Um, it's been completely funded uh, by private donations from people and from police organizations and Officer Down Memorial Page is a partner of ours. And, you know, law enforcement today has helped us, like, since day one, try to get the word out, and they, they've they been amazing to us. It's It just tells a handful of stories from across the country, uh, you know, from... Uh, California and Washington State and Texas and Georgia and South Carolina and and we go to uh D C for we we uh we went to D C with uh, Austin P D when they lost uh one of their one of their guys a couple of years ago. It was really uh was amazing. They you know they let us tag along with them to D C and Yeah, it really spans the nation to tell the story. And it's uh it's definitely unique in that way.
0: But now it'll be um not, not premiered. It'll be, what's i are looking for? Shown? It'll be well, played? Well, we had
2: our world premiere. World premiere is like basically the first time it's ever shown okay. anywhere. We just had our world premiere in Phoenix, at the Phoenix Film Festival, we actually won the uh, the Audience Award, which is a, it's a big deal. It was that uh, we were really really uh, overwhelmed with the support that we got and the turnout and and uh, Phoenix PD was awesome to us and they we had a ton of cops and and uh, yeah we won the Audience Award, it was amazing. But uh, the second screening ever, uh, which is uh, it's also considered a premiere, but it's basically like uh, uh, I don't know East Coast, but it's the Eastern premiere uh, will be in D.C. On May 15th for Police Memorial Day, we're screening downtown DC at East Street Cinemas, and uh, tickets, tickets are on sale on uh, the fallenproject.com.
0: So go to the fallenproject.com, you can buy tickets. Even if yeah. you can't make then, it to see the show, buy tickets anyway because it helps support this. Yeah,
2: exactly. That'd be awesome. But also, a good way to support it if you go to the website, we have challenge coins and patches and uh, decals and things, and the, all, all that money goes directly towards, uh, towards the film. And even though the film's finished, we still have tons of expenses with legal and with post production and with just getting the thing into theaters is incredibly expensive. So we're still very much in need of support, even though the film's done. So, what's a ballpark? Uh, if you want to get your association involved or whatever, sorry.
0: What's a ballpark estimate of how much it costs to do some of like this from start to finish?
2: Oh man, uh, probably. You mean like get it into the theaters in the and theaters like the all this? Yes all said and done at the end it'll have been and we're not there yet but it'll i don't two or three hundred grand
0: wow so if there's if there's a company
2: i mean if you're talking a hollywood studio film that's like not that's 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 not even 10 percent of what they're throwing at thing like this so it's i mean we're trying to we are competing with uh you know we we've already got a distribution offer too but it's we're trying to we're negotiating that right now because We just want to get it in front of as many eyeballs as possible. Uh, Because people need uh, to see
0: this, you know, and and I'm not slamming you. I I work in the media as well. The media does not report on this stuff. And right now, it's a very, very politically motivated anti-police rhetoric that we hear everywhere.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, a good example of that is, you know, if you take my incident, what happened to me, then all the newspaper headlines the next day read, Police Taser Teenager. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he how murdered- many times were you stabbed? Yeah. yeah, uh four three or four good ones. Yeah. And then my my vest was all slashed up and yeah, it was bad. He had he had stabbed his grandparents in the face and the neck and the back and with you know and it, and it was the headline was, you know, that we tased some kid. It's amazing anyway, how they do that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's incredible.
0: So fallen project.com. You can get more information. You've got challenge coins. You've got patches. People can help donate by buying something. And if a company, for example, let's say one of the companies that does a lot of work with police agencies across the United States, if they want to help out, is there a way that they can help you financially?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've had a lot of support like that and we welcome as much as we can get. But, uh, it's a little late in the game, but we if it's really, really soon, we could still get their name in the credits and things like that. But we've got a partners page on the website that's got, you know, cops.com is on there and a lot of really high-profile uh, partners. that we have a lot of agencies, a lot of associations. Um, another thing that we're doing right now is that for the next couple of months, we're trying to organize screenings uh For, you know, if associations want to help uh, bring the movie to their area, um, please reach out through the website. Um, We would love to set up screenings. Yeah, so so we could probably do that for here in things. South
0: Florida. For example, if we if we got a theater that would that donate the time, we could organize and arrange we for a screening.
2: Or maybe not even or maybe not even donate even if, you know, we have to pay, I mean, we're we, it, it depends cuz very few theaters are willing to donate screen time. But yeah, no, we'll come to Florida. We've actually had a lot of requests to come to South Florida to tell you the We'll,
1: we'll have to get
0: Robert Greenberg on this cuz he down. he's the man yeah, when it comes it. to stuff like that. Yeah, what is the chief down. primary takeaway? from the film fallen that, that people will, will get when they watch it?
2: Well, hopefully just that cops are people. That's the message we, we, to be honest with you, I made a, a, a conscious effort not to take any kind of political stance with the movie. Thank you for I that. I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, there's enough lines being drawn in the sand and, and, and the, the, the bottom line is that the cops are just, people. And you can be a conservative cop. And I'm sorry to say it, but you can be a liberal cop. Absolutely. and it's You don't have to be uh, support. There's no sides. You know, there's it's not it's supporting one group doesn't mean that you can't support cops as well. It's not mutually exclusive. So we wanted to make sure not to alienate anybody, not to take any kind of stance that was going to say, look, you have to do X, Y and Z to support cops. No, just you, they're just people and and uh, trying to do the best that they can, you know, and it's uh, that's the message of the movie. They're just humans.
0: We're so glad you did that, too, because that's one of the things that we want to do here with the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. We don't want it to be a us-against-them attitude yeah. uh, because the that's truth great. is, when I worked in the Baltimore Police Department, we had officers from every race. We had gay officers, lesbian officers. We had Muslims. We had Hindus. We had Buddhists. We had agnostics. We had atheists, and and no one cared. Yeah, Nobody I think that's cared. great. All, I think that's a and that I was back that in the eighties. Yeah, it was a positive. Sorry? No one cared. It was back in the eighties. No one cared. All we cared was you do your job. If I need help, you come running.
2: You're there. Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's all exactly. we cared that's
2: about. That's the way that it should be. And and like I said, that's a that's a that's a huge positive for the police agency. I mean yeah, I mean where I worked was heavily Hispanic and uh I was like I was the white cop.
0: You <laughs> so, were the guy, I yeah, mean,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean there I think there were two of us. Pretty <laughs> funny, but I you know, I yeah, it's it's not you know, it's just not what the public perception that and I, I don't I know it's not widespread. It's a vocal minority that, you know, uh flips out at the police for everything they do, but sure. Cops don't care what color the bad guy is when they show up. No. They don't care what color the victim is. They're not they're not going to do their jobs any differently. It's not a it, you know, I don't know. It's it's incredibly frustrating. Now
0: you I want to ask you uh, this. You obviously yeah. have been involved in filmmaking for a while because it overlapped with your police career. People have asked me all the time, and this is one of the things I get quite often from friends. They'll say, oh, what do you think was the best police show? Or do you watch this one? Do you watch that one? I usually say, no, I don't watch them because they're so far-fetched. They're not even close (laughs) to reality. So they say, what are your favorites? I'll go, Hill Street Blues and Barney Miller. I always thought were the closest to to what I experienced in Law forces back in the day. So what, in your opinion, was the most accurate Police, drama, television show, or comedy.
2: Accurate. See, that's tough. Like, I'm a huge fan of The Shield, and that's how we, you know, Michael Chickless was my number one pick from day one for this movie. But the, the word realistic is a little, you know, it's it, it, that had the grit. Like, I think they got that part right. But to make a realistic TV show, I mean, it just—I don't think it exists, man. No. I think they are so far out there. It's just rough. Like there's certain things, like if you watch uh, End of Watch, there's some great stuff in that movie that's super on the button. But then they'll get into shooting and like they'll just go back to the PD and have briefing and yeah, yeah. laughing and joking and
0: yeah. Or they all have a it's, smart it's, smart Alec one word phrase that they say during the middle of, of the most traumatic situation in their lives, and yeah, that's not that's yeah, not even it's close just, to what it's like
2: you're never going to really get what it's like because I'm not ashamed to admit that, you know, I've been to, you know, a child drowning in a pool yeah. and I'm, I'm like, I'm all together. I do my job, I do my thing. And then I go park my patrol car somewhere and cry. Absolutely. I mean, fall I've been, apart. I'm not ashamed to say that. And I know I'm not alone. So it's people, don't people, people will never get that part no. of it. You know what I mean? They're, they're They'll, it just won't happen.
0: And I don't but try again, to explain people it. People also
2: don't understand. I was a homicide detective for a long time. And I've, I, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I've been to a gang homicide before, done my thing, and then gone and ate and joked with my friends, and I was fine. It didn't really—it's—things it's, affect you, everybody differently, and uh, it, p- people won't understand that part of it either, right? So you're at a homicide scene, and they see somebody crack a smile or they're joking off to the side. Well, you've got to have some kind of coping right. mechanism, it's, first it's, of all. It's,
0: it's you know, called, it's, a, a, for lack of better words, a shield or armor.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we go, we see tragedy after tragedy after tragedy 12 hours a day. A human is not built to to deal with that. No. They're just not.
0: And it's not easy to explain, and therefore I don't try to explain it anymore because most people don't yeah. get it. The film, Fallen, you can see it at National Police Week in D.C. You've got two showings, correct?
2: Yep, uh, both on the 15th, uh, May 15th. It'll be one at 7 p.m., one at 9 p.m tickets are on the website we're also going to be uh the the next scheduled screening after that is on may 26th in virginia beach and the tickets are also on uh on sale on the website for that
0: and the website is thefallenproject.com
2: just yeah fallenproject.com
0: Thomas Marchese retired police sergeant and uh, filmmaker I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today it's a wonderful conversation and we're going to have you back on as a guest because you've got a wealth of stories to talk about and you do it in a way that a lot of people can find approachable and understandable which not a lot of people yeah. can do
2: yeah I'm just a guy yeah just like every other car and but do yeah. me a favor no, I, I'd, be, I'd love to come
0: back on tell your, your wife we said thank her for her first service as well Absolutely, will do. Thomas Marchese, the full feature-length documentary, Fallen. You can get details. You can buy tickets, fallenproject.com. And it's going to be an awesome show. And uh, check out the movie trailer. We'll have it on our Facebook page and also on our website periodically. Of course, our website is com. Thomas Marchese, thanks so much. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I'm definitely going to have to find a way to see the full film, Fallen the feature-length documentary. Get more details at fallenproject.com. Man, that wraps things up today. I want to say a big thanks to Dr. David Sanfilippo from Blue Line Support, an offshoot of Wounded Officer Initiative, for spending time with us today. Remember, spread the word about Wounded Officer Initiative and Blue Line Support to everyone you know in law enforcement, retired, active families, friends, or supporters. And be sure to visit thefallenproject.com. Buy a challenge coin, a patch or something, or just make a donation. And uh, we'll work on getting a screening of the film down here in South Florida. And believe me, as soon as we have that nailed down, we'll let you know. You can also see Fallen at National Police Week on May 15th. Two showings available. Get details online, thefallenproject.com. That's a wrap for me today. Uh, Again, Robert Greenberg, CEO, my normal partner here on the radio show, is out, not feeling well today. He's on assignment, and his assignment is to get better and feel better and recover as rapidly as possible. Be sure to check out our online store at our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And if you haven't done so already, if you're on Facebook, be sure to take time to like our Facebook page and follow us on Facebook. Just do a search for Law Enforcement Today. When you land on our page, click the like button. It's all you got to do. Lots of cool stuff happening there as well. Also, a reminder, if you want to be a guest on a future episode of Law Enforcement Today radio show, doesn't matter where you are. You can be in California, Alaska, Hawaii, uh, Europe, doesn't matter. We can accommodate you as a guest. Or if you have show topics or suggestions or questions, just go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and go to the contact us section and uh, send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. So until next week, on behalf of Robert Greenberg and everybody associated with law enforcement today, I'm John J. Wiley. See ya!